We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Microsoft Teams is helping a bicycle company reinvent the way that they work. We make bicycles for everyday riders. Once the pandemic hit, we started doing virtual visits. All of a sudden, we could open up our showroom to customers around the world. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash Teams. Welcome back to the Rotowire DFS podcast brought to you by FanDuel.com, the leader in one-week fantasy football. I'm your host, Josh Hayes, joined as always by James Seltzer as we break down the Sunday NFL Week 4 slate. We're going to be talking quarterbacks, tight ends, and kickers on FanDuel.com. You can find James on Twitter at JamesSeltzer975, and you can also find me on Twitter at JoshHayesFS. James, my man, what is going on? What up, brother? How are you? How are things? Uh, things are going pretty good. Uh, I, I want to say that I didn't get a response back from uh, my donation to the Kickstarter campaign for Sam Bradford's Need to be Blessed, but I'm assuming all went well with the Pope since they uh, came out with the all-important road win there too. Yes, yes. Uh, I give 100% credit for that win to the Pope. You know what? Tell me this. If Chip Kelly goes 0-3 in a game, I think that the Jets, I believe, are favored. Uh is they it were. just it, it was like it would would it be like just walking dead Armageddon Armageddon oh in Philly, Dude, Philly if they would have lost at Owen two Josh right I'm, I know I work at at uh, ESPN Radio here in Philly and I was there all week and people were calling in with get rid of Chip this is never gonna work this that so yeah it's uh it's not the best of times but the win definitely was needed and. Hopefully they can start to look a little better now, Josh. All right. So um, the fingers road, crossed. The road to redemption. The Chip That's Kelly. Right. To Chip That's right. Bradford, however, not uh, not looking great. Not looking great, but not looking bad enough to to be run out of town yet. So I mean, I'm, I'm not hearing the uh, the calls for the hair bands or for the Mark Sanchez cr- crowd. Just they're not rallying to the to the call just yet. So, uh, you know, pretty interesting. Speaking of quarterbacks, we're going to break all these down here on, on FanDuel.com here for week four. Uh, I want to let you know that the Rotowire DFS podcast is now available on iTunes and Stitcher. So if you get a chance to rate or review us, please go ahead and do so. And don't forget to share and subscribe. All right, quarterback position. Speaking of some elite quarterbacks like uh, Sam Bradford and Mark Sanchez, I'm going to tell you what, nobody has a stronger hairband game than Mark Sanchez. Am, am I oh, right? Oh, yeah. Am I right or am I right? Oh, big time. I mean, Sanchez, you know, 
He he hasn't done it on the field, but off the field, he's cool, man. He's, looking, he's got it going on. He's looking pretty. I'm just saying, there's there's some infomercials out there. I could see just oh, like yeah. a, you know, not you know, not a, only available on TV, sort of you know, hair NFL hairstyling. Courtesy sure. Of, courtesy he's of Mark a handsome Santa. fella. Yes, he he's got that going for them. Which is, you know what, gives you got to give him all sorts of credit too for him to fight off Tim Tebow, who was, you know, one of the more handsome quarterbacks former quarterbacks in the NFL, that means your game is pretty strong. So I think we spend enough time talking about grooming skills for quarterbacks. Let's talk about actual NFL fantasy skills here at the quarterback position here. Give me your uh, your top play and who you think makes the most sense for cash games for week four and for GPPs. All right, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to go by price here to kind of give you an idea of, of the layout because I like one guy at the top and then a lot of guys lower down. Uh, I think if you're going to spend on a quarterback, obviously most likely in a cash game or maybe as a, a kind of contrarian play in a tournament, uh, I think Rodgers is the best play of, of the top guys. Uh, he's only $100 more than Luck at 9200 obviously coming off a, a dominant uh, five-touchdown outing against the Chiefs. San Francisco's defense, not very good, just got gashed by Palmer and Ben in back-to-back weeks. Uh, they're also allowing the most yards per play passing as well as the six most passing yards in the league. Uh, you know, and Rodgers is Rodgers. Lacey's still banged up, uh, potentially. I could see them leaning on the passing game and, and putting up points. So uh, of the top guys, I like Rodgers. After that, I go ways down. I don't hate Matt Ryan at 8,400 or Cam at 8,300, but the next guy I really see myself using based on the value and the price is Eli down at uh, 7,800. I actually like both these quarterbacks in this Jets-Bills game. Uh, Eli at 7,800. Going against a Bills defense that's allowing 236, or excuse me, 326 yards per game passing. Uh, that's second most in the league. Uh, in addition, offenses have called 77% of the time they've called pass plays against the Bills. That's by far the highest number in the league. So teams know they can't really run on that defense. They have to pass. Uh, weapons, the most Eli's had in a long time. He's got obviously OBJ. Ruben Randall breaks out a little bit last week. Victor Cruz potentially returning. Shane Vereen hasn't gotten involved. Uh, and, and then if you just look at Eli's last two games, he, he's been good. He's been efficient. 71% completion percentage against the Redskins, 68% against the Falcons, you know, 292, 279 yards. Two touchdowns in each game, zero interceptions in each game. I think the Giants come into Buffalo, throw the ball, throw it a lot. I think Eli has some success. And on the other side of the ball there, the other side of the field, Tyrod Taylor. (laughs) You know, I I don't think anyone saw this guy being as good as he's been so far. But, uh, you know, he's, he's... uh, been fantastic really the last two weeks uh, 76 and 72 percent completion percentage those weeks he's really not been making a ton of mistakes last week the three touchdowns no interceptions a seven to three td to int ratio on the season uh, and also throws in some running 96 yards and a touchdown in the year and, and the giants have been the worst pass defense in the league uh, 335 yards per game allowed uh, seven passing touchdowns allowed is also the third most in the NFL. So 
uh, I think there's going to be a lot of throwing in that Giants-Bills game and a lot of potential for, for points through the air. Uh, and then I'll give you uh, one more guy I have before I get to the lower tier guys, which we'll go into in a bit. Uh, but I have Andy Dalton as that same price at 7,600 versus Kansas City. Uh, just saw the Chiefs get torched uh, their past defense. Obviously, it's by Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, but still showed there are some flaws in that past defense. Uh, and Dalton, you know, I think after probably Rodgers and Brady, might be the best QB in the league so far this year. He's got a, you know, 121 rating on the season, uh, last two games, obviously against Baltimore last week, 20 for 32 for 383 and three touchdowns. He's got six TDs and one pick in his last two weeks and only an eight to one touchdown interception ratio on the season. Uh, I think he's got the best weapons he's ever had with Green and Jones and Sanu and of course Eifert and the running backs. So uh, I think he's priced very reasonably at 7,600 based on how well he's playing the matchup and just the weapons he has. You know what? That's a lot of ginger love here on oh, the podcast. Oh, yeah. Well, my wife's, my wife's a daywalker, so not quite a ginger, but <laughs> as South Park said, a daywalker. So I've got, I've got an affinity for the, the gingers. Okay, fair enough. I like it. I'll, I can roll with that. Um, the way that I'm looking at this here is – I mean, obviously, Rodgers up top. To me, Andrew Luck is actually a bit contrarian, I, I believe, in in my opinion here, because he has failed to perform up to the expectations, even with the two touchdowns that he came back and sort of salvaged that game with. So, I mean, he's he had, uh, you know, 19... Point seven two points on FanDuel in Week One, eighteen fifty in Week Two, and he's still priced, you know, as the what's the second second highest quarterback overall. So there hasn't been any sort of adjustment. Um, I'm I'm going to keep beating the drum one more time for the the quarterback who was hands down the number one uh, fantasy option through like I think the first ten weeks of the season last year there as well. You get a hundred dollar discount off the price last week, which isn't isn't a ton, but he's just so expensive that people don't really want to jump in uh, that much, I believe. And it's a juicy matchup against Jacksonville. I also know the juice the, the mass matchup was juicy last week against Tennessee, and but this game is on is at home. So I'm probably going to go to the well one more time for a GPP and, and use Andrew Luck. But I think for cash, you, you probably almost have to go uh, Aaron Rodgers in this spot. And also, if, if, uh, you know, you get to factor in here that you actually get a little bit of a discount. Uh, this week, you're, you're actually saving $100 on Aaron Rodgers because uh, he, they played on Monday night. And FanDuel had obviously, like all the rest of the DFS sites, have to, has to release their games on Sunday afternoon. So they can't take into account performance on Monday night games. So even though he torches everybody for five touchdowns, uh, fantasy owners can enjoy a nice um, discount in that aspect. So cash games, I, I don't really see how you can really go away from Aaron Rodgers. Uh, personally, I mean, you can make a case for a couple other guys, but I feel like you may be gambling against a San Francisco defense who's been burnt like toast, um, as you previously mentioned here. Uh, sliding in here to the second tier, I'm obviously going to let you do, uh, do some work you already have, talking about um, you know the, uh, the, the ginger throwing daggers out there in Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. But uh, for me, I'm very interested this week in Phillip Rivers. want to get your take here. Um, solid performance the first three weeks of the season. Obviously, didn't light the, the world on fire uh, last week with just one touchdown and 240, 246 yards. But if you take a look at what he did week one at home, and the last two games were on the road against you know Cincinnati Bengals, who we know is a tough team, and Minnesota, who defended their home field well, although we don't know if they're really a good or bad team as of yet. Uh, 404 passing 
with two touchdowns, did have two interceptions uh, there as well, but did major damage on the ground as well. Um, two rushing attempts for negative two yards. <laughs> so <laughs> he's dual, he's a big time rushing threat. You got to dual watch out threat if there ever was one in in Philip Rivers. Highly underrated in that spot. He did have yeah. a he did have he did break him off for nineteen yards uh, in uh, November thirtieth against the Baltimore Ravens. So don't forget about that. Uh, but being serious here, the Cleveland Browns uh, have. In two out of three weeks, in week one against the Jets, in week three against the uh, Oakland Raiders. Raiders, yes, zero sacks, zero quarterback hits, and that second, that, you know, that second instance there was a home game against the Raiders there, so they're having serious issues pressuring the ball. Joe Hayden has um, looked exposed against top tier talent. Now it is some of the better receivers in the league, uh, like Brandon Marshall, and to me, I think. Uh, uh, a Julio Jones type player in the making in Amari Cooper. Now that may be strong praise, but I believe in it. So that's just my personal take as a side note there. But uh, Hayden has not held up well, and now he's battling a rib injury that ha- forced him out of the game for a little bit. He did return, but that secondary has gotten torched and exposed, and they're not getting any help from the pass rush. So I think this is a great bounce back opportunity against Cleveland for Philip Rivers at home with the discount that you get f- for him, which is um, uh, down from seventy seven hundred to 7400 here in week four so significant cost savings middle tier option and a little bit off the beaten path so i think it makes a lot of sense uh for some gpp um uh, action here in week four what do you think yeah i think that's a great call rivers obviously like you said discounting coming off the bad performance uh was outstanding week one we've seen him have a, a very good rapport so far with keenan allen two of the three weeks stevie johnson's been pretty consistent uh, Ladarius Green looks like he will most likely be back, uh, which would be a big help. Uh, and it's a great matchup. I, I agree with you. I, I was actually, I'll use that to segue into the the next guy down that I, I like a lot. And, and you just mentioned him because he torched the Browns last week. And, and that's Derek Carr. But, but you know, speaking about that Browns defense, Carr went 314, uh, two touchdowns against them. So I... I I love that Rivers play at that value, at that price. And and like you said, I think he is kind of going a little bit under the radar there. So I, I like that play. And and like I said, to segue into Carr, Carr at 7000 a nice price considering he's coming off back-to-back 300-plus yard performances. I mentioned 314 versus the Browns, put up 351 against the Ravens, five touchdowns, only one pick the last two weeks. You mentioned Amari Cooper. I think Amari Cooper is a stud and is going to get better and better. You know, I don't think he's OBJ yet or anything like that, like last season. But I think we're in store for a really nice rookie season from Amari Cooper. Crabtree obviously hasn't looked too bad either. Murray will will take a little pressure off the pass for that run game. And and that O-line has played really well. And you're facing a bad Chicago defense, a defense that's allowed eight passing touchdowns, second most in the NFL, and just has clearly been outmatched so far this season in three weeks. And I just think there are a lot of mismatches there for Carr to take advantage of. What what do you think of Carr, especially at a nice price of 7000 I think it's a strong, strong play. Not, I don't know if everybody can stomach it because it's still the Raiders and nobody's really like impressed by them lighting up Cleveland uh, from from a good spot. But Chicago is going to be a you know a stack target 
all season long, especially if they're going to continue to clean house and take anybody who's relevant, like, you know, like Jared Allens. And uh, there's, you know, now whispers of Alshon Jeffrey being on the block and Matt Forte. I don't even know how they're going to keep the offense on the field, especially if they unplug Forte, who's basically the only consistently healthy and productive player in that offense. Uh, So this is going to be some serious uh, opportunity for people every week to just, you know, take the quarterback and the top wide receiver or maybe uh, the rushing attack if you think that's the better option and go at Chicago. So I, I am going to probably look for some shares of uh, Derek Carr to Amari Cooper uh, in some GPPs. I'm, obviously, there's probably some bigger ceilings among that that boat, and I wish it was, you know, Oakland at home rather than Chicago on the road. And I also think it does change a little bit if Jay Cutler ends up being active, which I haven't checked on uh, yet. But if it's Clawson, then it's... Um, you know, then we're flossing. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> <laughs> Something. It's if, if it's Clawson, you're. I'm. I'm Clawson is not the Boston. Exactly. Latavius Murray for me is going to be a, a, a seriously um, big option for me um, outside of my Derek Carr, Amari Cooper stack uh, as as well. If uh, Clawson is indeed playing in that game, so. Uh, that's my uh, personal take on there. So we've covered some of the middle tiered guys here uh, at quarterback. How about some home run plays? We want to dig deep, scrape the bottom of the uh, very barrel, and you know pull out a uh, home run play for us. Yeah, I got a couple for you actually, Josh. Uh, first and foremost, uh, I hate to say it, but uh, Brandon Whedon at sixty four hundred at New Orleans. Whoa. Whedon's actually been okay so far. Obviously, uh, you know he's. When he played against the Eagles, 100% pass rating really didn't play a lot of that game or 100% completion rating. But against the Falcons last week, 84% completion percentage, 232 yards. Did have the one interception, uh, but I think some of his touchdown potential was stolen by Joseph Randall. I, look, this Saints defensive uh, backfield is a disaster right now between the injuries to Burden Lewis and the way they performed on the field. They're allowing the most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks, uh, second most passing yards per play. They've even allowed a couple rushing touchdowns to QBs as well. So uh, just a uh, a bad, bad pass defense who's been gashed in back-to-back weeks by Cam Newton, Carson Palmer. Whedon certainly has as many weapons as Cam does around him, not as good a quarterback but with Witten and Williams and Beasley and, and that running game, I think they're going to be able to put up points against the Saints. So for that low price, a guy who is clearly the, the, the man there and, and has some potential against a bad defense, I like that play. And then on the other side, this obviously all comes down to whether Breeze plays or not. We don't really know. The Saints are masters of misinformation and, and not really letting you know whether someone's going to play or not until the last minute. But if Breeze is out, Luke McCown at 5,800 in that same game is is a nice play. Uh, Obviously, insanely cheap price. Uh, 81% completion percentage against a really good Panthers defense. 310 yards passing. Uh, No touchdowns, one interception. But the interception, if you saw it, was just an outstanding play by Josh Norman. Was not McCown's fault. Made the right read, the right throw. and, And the kid just made a play. So uh, I think McCown with uh, you know a few decent weapons around him against a, a Dallas pass defense that we saw get shredded by Matt Ryan. Obviously, Matt Ryan is Matt Ryan, but uh, I think there's some potential there for an extremely low price if Breeze is out. I'll be honest with you here. Um, 
taking a look at Brandon Whedon and Luke McCown, if I am correct here, both um, formerly drafted by the Cleveland Browns. Hey, uh, look at that. I, Whedon, a first-round pick, no less. Yeah, I don't know if at I At the age of 60, who saw that coming? <laughs> this is father time. This is amazing, amazing things. Uh, I don't know if I have enough Pepto-Bismol in stock at my house to make those plays for myself just some, uh, some chutzpah take some chutzpah josh yeah i don't have it man i don't uh, i don't i don't mind those calls i actually might just go for the uh, glutton for punishment and actually take a, a harder look at Kirk cousins at 6100 aside from that i actually don't mind ryan mallet as well 6300 uh on the road at atlanta he's uh passed for over 228 yards or more in his last two starts there just one touchdown each so he's not steading the world on fire but if you're looking for a punt play against the soft defense we saw that the cowboys did a much damage now the majority of that came on the ground but we know that you can definitely uh, uh score some points on there and the, the, given the fact i mean aside from this this uh breakout alfred blue uh, you know, go nuts performance uh, there. You know, the, you have to figure out that they're going to have to sort of do some of their damage uh, in the air to to keep pace with Atlanta at home. So I'm looking at Ryan Mal. I think he's a decent target. The other thing I will say is for some reason, Aaron Foster comes back into this lineup and takes some edge off of the um, the passing offense or, um, yeah, take some of the pressure off of Ryan Mallett uh, and, and New Hopkins. I think that could be good for Ryan Mallett as well, and you could maybe see 300 yards and two touchdowns, which wouldn't be bad uh, f- uh, for you in a GPP. I think there's some home run upside, not a ton, but if you're looking to stack up a bunch of uh, other top options uh, in a GPP and you want to go cheap, uh, you could definitely do worse than Ryan Mallett in my mind. All right, we are going to flip over to the tight end position here, but before we do that, I want to let you know that uh, Week 3 of Fantasy Football is officially in the books. So how did your team do? Did you win? Did you make some cash? Well, if you if you haven't yet, uh, you've seen the ads, your friends are playing, and now it's your turn to get signed up at FanDuel.com. FanDuel.com is the leader in one-week fantasy football with more winners and more payouts than any other site. The money is real. They're paying out over $75 million each week this football season. Building a team is easy. Just pick your players, stay under the salary cap, and sit back on Sunday and watch your team win. Entry fees start at just $1 so anyone can play. You know fantasy football. Now prove it at FanDuel.com. So if you have some great plays for us, hit us up on Twitter. Hit, hit up James at uh, JamesSeltzer975 or me on Twitter at JoshHatesFS and let us know some of your top FanDuel plans, uh, plays for this week. And we'll give you ours as we always do on this show. And uh, don't forget to go to FanDuel.com. Click the microphone in the upper right-hand corner and use my promo code RWDFS and sign up now. Special offer for new users. For every dollar that you deposit on FanDuel, they will match it with up to $200 that gets earned as you play. That's a bonus of up to 200 bucks. Offer is only good for the first 50 people that use my code RWDFS today. Don't forget to use the promo code RWDFS. FanDuel.com, where every day is a new season. That's F-A-N-D-U-E-L.com. Sign up today. All right, tight end position. Who's going to be sitting on the edge of your offensive line here and catching some passes for you here in week four? Well, if I'm going to spend a tight end, and I like some of the lower uh, dollar options as well, but if I'm going to spend, I think that you just go big and you go for Jimmy Graham. 6600 not that much more expensive than the next guys down. Uh, 200 more than Kelsey, 300 more than Olsen. So, so not insanely more expensive like we've seen Graham, and obviously Gronk is for, for the right reasons, but we've seen Graham be in the past. 
Detroit, bad defense, has allowed the fifth most fantasy points to tight end so far this season in, in uh, standard scoring. Uh, he Look, Graham complained about not getting enough usage against Green Bay. Comes back, seven catches on eight targets, 83 yards and a touchdown against the Bears in a game where Seattle really didn't do a lot on offense. So uh, nice to see. You figure they're going to utilize him moving forward. Uh, again, price not too prohibitive. So, so I think if you're going to go for it, I, I like Graham at that price more than I like Kelsey or Olsen for a little bit cheaper, even though those are both decent plays as well. Uh, going a little bit further down, uh, of those top guys, before we get into the lower prices, I also like Jason Witten at 6000 Not a, a big-time discount, but but a solid price. Witten, even with Whedon at quarterback, has continued to see great a great amount of targets. He's had 9, 8, 8 in terms of targets each week. Uh, you know, uh, clearly always a red zone target with Dez out. There's more touches to come his way. Uh, and the Saints, again, we talked about how bad that secondary and pass defense has been. They've allowed the second most points to opposing tight ends in fantasy this season, uh, 268 yards and three touchdowns in three games. So they're getting beaten pretty badly by tight ends. And uh, I, I think it's a nice matchup for Witten there, even with Whedon behind center. I like uh, Witten there as well. I think he makes a lot of sense and people have sort of forgotten about how important he's need, he's going to uh, need to be uh, in that offense with all the hay that was made in the running game with uh, Joseph Randall and Lance Dunbar there. So um, interesting situation f- uh, for Brandon Wien to see if he's actually going to be put into a, a bigger pressure cooker and have to f- um, to, m- to make some passes there. I feel like he um, is uh, pretty decent in terms of recognizing his safety valve in uh, Jason Wynn. So there's some definite opportunity for me there. I do like the Jimmy Graham play as well. I th- for for me, I th- I think dollars for dollars, Greg Olson with the amount of targets he's been receiving here, uh, I know that he's gotten an, an uh, in, uh, a price increase that's uh, fairly significant here at the tight end position here, up four hundred dollars uh, on Fanduel there, but well worth it. Double digit targets in two straight uh, games, eight for one thirty four and two scores. To me, he's their wide receiver one. So that's what the way I I, I have to look at it here. Yeah. 14 targets there in week two against the Texans there as well, which is supposed to be a, uh, you know, a much higher grade defense than New Orleans Saints. And now we're talking about a similar opponent here in the Tampa Bay, uh, I almost said Devil Rays, uh, Tampa Bay Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, Greg Olson for me, I think if I'm going to spend up, I might as well spend all the way up. Jimmy Grant is, is obviously in a good spot there, but just comparing the two situations there as well. Eight targets, and he caught seven of them for 83 in a score. That's productive, but uh, through three weeks has yet to reach double-digit targets. Does have eight targets in two out of three games after he whined and complained about two targets in the Green Bay game. But uh, you just take a look at w- what Carolina is doing, too, uh, in terms of what's happening on the ground. They're really not getting much done with Johnson Stewart. He's been a large disappointment. So um, if the, if this is competitive or if their offense is going to continue to roll and flow, I think Greg, uh, Greg Olson is going to be one of the, the most involved uh, players there as well. Having said that, I still want to take a look at Mark- Martellus Bennett here for 5,500. Um there as well you're not really impressed at all over the last two weeks with him for four for for 15 yards and four for 48 but if Alshon Jeffrey is going to be um out of this game and 
the one thing you have to remember here is Oakland has been getting routinely exposed at the tight end position here. So this is almost like the same situation here with Chicago. When you see the opponents uh, you know, with Chicago on the slate, you stack up your quarterback and wide receiver. When you see Oakland on the slate, you take a look at the tight end and you automatically think, all right, I'm going to need to get some shares here. Gary Barnage of the Cleveland Browns automatically looked like a pro bowler with 100 plus yards, big over the top score. They just don't have any um, pass coverage ability at their linebacker position when it comes to the tight end. Tight ends. I don't know why it's a hole for them, and they have athletic players like Malcolm Smith who should be able to to um, you know play well in pass coverage because he does a heck of a job covering running backs out of the backfield. But for the time being, it's just exposure city all over the place in Oakland. So I think you really need to take a hard look at Martellus Bennett. All right. So if we're gonna go cheaper down the line, we're gonna just um, you know we're gonna go ninety nine cent store here on some of these tight ends. James, uh, what do you got for me? Well, I'm not quite ready to go 99 cents store, but I, I just want to echo I love the Bennett call. Uh, I think they're going to get him more involved, even if it's Clawson back there. And like you said, the Raiders have just been victimized by tight ends this season. Five touchdowns already to tight ends. And they haven't played Jimmy, uh, excuse me, they haven't played Rob Gronkowski. So, yeah. I'm telling <laughs> um, you, they're going to fill out a, a police report. It's been yeah. so, so, they're, that's like a, you know, Tight end, uh, linebacker on tight end crime. I like that. I like that. Um, but but a little bit above the 99 cent store, but in my mind still vastly underpriced for uh, based on the matchup and how good he's looked. Uh, Charles Clay at 5,200 uh, at home against the Giants. Clay kind of broke out last week, had the five-catch 82-yard one touchdown game against the Dolphins has actually had a touchdown in back-to-back weeks, uh, six and seven targets in each of the last two weeks, being more involved in the offense, a- extremely athletic receiver, not really a, a big time blocking tight end. He's a guy who's going to go out on a lot of routes and, and is athletic. He can make plays. And we mentioned the giants have been atrocious as a pass defense, 335 yards per game, the most in the league. Uh, they've also allowed the fourth most points to tight ends, including allowing 241 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, and have also been targeted a lot, uh, tight ends against the giants. Uh, 29 targets, uh, is the fourth most in the league. So there is some sort of schematic thing there. The teams are seeing and taking advantage of by utilizing the tight end. And I think clay's a bad matchup for that defense. I like the clay uh, call a lot. I'm, I'm with you there. And then if I, I don't really, I mean, if I'm going to, I think clay is my basement this week. I'm not really enamored with any of the guys much lower, uh, I like Ertz a little bit at the same price. He did have 15 catches against Washington in the last game last year against them. Uh, but if I'm going to go lower down, if I'm really going to just take a shot, the only one that really jumps out to me at all is Clay Harbor at 4,800. Again, I don't love this play, but if you're just going to take an upside shot and spend money elsewhere and and fit in at tight end, 4,800, nice price, indie defense, not very good. Uh, had five targets last week, caught three of them for 43 and a touchdown. Uh, I think that the Jags are going to have to throw to stay in this game. I think Indy's run defense is is pretty solid, or at least compared to their past defense. And, and I think Jacksonville's going to need to throw. So if you're looking for a Hail Mary play, I think Harbor's the best one in my eyes on the board. But uh, again, I'm really not going below 5,200 for the most part in terms of price this week. All right, fair enough. Uh, I'm I'm with you for the most part. I got one nice home run play that before we get into our deep, deep, um, 
uh, kick, kicker died. Kicker analysis. Yes. I, I, I'm, I'm waiting the whole podcast for it. I'm going to talk to you about your 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 kicker scouting scouting strategy here because I think I need to level your game up here in a second. But really quick, I want to shout out our sponsor, FanDuel.com, because they have officially jumped up the prize pool. So I think it's worth mentioning here. Did you notice that they went from five mil to six mil in their uh, Sunday Million contest here yeah, for week four? Awesome. Yeah, so another million uh, in the ties pool, still a million up top. So what they've done is, and what they've always had a um, great habit of doing is putting out a more flatter um, payout zone uh, in their tournaments there. So it's not completely top heavy there as well. It's not like you know a million and then a hundred thousand to second place or something like that. So there's a, a, a more spread in the in in the cash spots. You know, paying over fifty five uh, hundred places uh, there in that tournament there. So. Uh, Kudos to our show sponsor, FanDuel.com, for doing that uh, there as well. Now, the interesting situation here for me is um, I'm a little bit disappointed. I'm I'm searching, I'm searching, and I think, man, I I really wanted to um, try to, like, uh, get some some uh, sneakiness done here with uh, FanDuel and, and, and Max Williams, but I don't believe that he's available there. So um, this, I guess we're going to have to pocket that play here for next week. If Max Williams, I mean, Crockett Gilmore is going to be out of this game most likely. And um, Max Williams is going to be a, a play that I was, I was looking for across uh, all fancy sites. If he is available in those rosters, but not available on FanDuel. Too bad. FanDuel. It's a good call because the Steelers are bad against the tight end. They've allowed four touchdowns against tight ends so far this season. Yeah, so that, that, that's going to be a situation that um, I'm going to definitely uh, take a look at here. The other thing, too, I think a lot of people are off Ladarius Green here because of the concussion. So if for some reason he um, makes it, is Ladarius Green not on, uh, in on FanDuel here either? No, he's there. He's at 5,600. Okay, I just I typed in Green. And people are like, where are you? Okay, so Ladarius Green, if he clears a concussion protocol and he gets in there, nice um, price overall. It's currently listed as questionable um, against Cleveland. Cleveland um, has some red zone issues in terms of tight ends, and they uh, may also have some uh, linebackers that are nicked up uh, coming into this game uh, that are, I believe, currently day-to-day in Christian Kirksey and Craig Robertson, who uh, left the game uh, with a few injuries. So keep an eye on those tabs there as well. Christian Kirksey is by far their best uh, coverage tight end, so if he is not active and not available, it makes a huge difference in this game. But regardless, though, Darius Green is going to be uh, one of those um, strong plays uh, going into uh, week four at the tight end position. So something to keep an eye on there as well. Keep uh, keep uh, Max Williams in your bo- back pocket here for next week because, um, you know, chances are this, this thing could linger with Crockett Gilmar, who isn't practicing, and you can make some hay for you. There's a little sneaky season-long play for you there as well. I know this is the DFS podcast, but, yeah, go get some shares of Max Williams here to, to make some hay for you here in week four. All right, we got to talk about the kickers here. I'm, I just want to ask you, James, for me personally, this is how I do my research here. Um, I get on the uh, team website video. I'm watching practice. Okay, I'm tweeting at some of these beat writers. I ask them to like you know throw some grass up in the air during the special teams portion Look of practice. Um, I'm having them pull out like the protractors to measure the uh, you know the the angle of the holder's finger. Wow! On the kicker's ball once it's hiked to him if that isn't at a 47 degree angle you need to move on to the next kicker down the line wow 
Hard so, and fast. I'm just letting you know this. Uh, this is how you step up your your Fanduel kicker game research here. This so pretty impressive stuff. So if everybody notes, people. Yeah, I'm telling you, if everybody wants to go by, you know, FPPG and you know talk about Josh Brown, how he's been the top kick scoring kicker. Yeah, he has. Guess what? His holder, forty seven point one, just one point on the dot there in terms of holder finger angle. So. Yeah, that's exactly. You're wondering why somebody like, uh, you know, Travis Coons for Cleveland isn't performing there. He's got to talk talk to his holder. So, all right, let's hear it. Give me some kicker plays for you here going into week four. Well, Josh, you know how much I love talking kickers. So Save I have put rest. a lot of time, a lot of effort, and a lot of thought into these. So please don't make fun of me. Um <laughs> Uh, I'm kind of, you know, when I'm, when I'm setting my FanDuel lineups, it's usually more of a fitting the kickers in based on the values, but there are a few kickers that if I can fit them in, I like them a lot. Uh, top one, uh, price wise is, uh, Brandon McManus at 4,900, little more than I usually like to spend for a kicker, but this guy just kicking in Denver is, is almost an automatic play obviously has a monster leg so can get you some long field goals and has just generally been very good that Denver offense has not been that good so you can see them settling for some field goal opportunities uh going down another hundred dollars in price there is actually a trio of guys I like at 4800 uh Josh Brown has actually been the best kicker in the league so far nine for nine on field goals uh four for four uh 40 plus yards uh, he's just been great. They've given him a lot of opportunities, obviously. I, I think in Buffalo, I think they're, like we talked about, I think they'll be able to put up some points. I think they'll have some field goal opportunities. Also at uh, 4,800, I like Matt Bryant. We've talked about him before, just a very safe, uh, you know, consistent kicker, six for six on the season, uh, perfect uh, four for four, 40 plus yards as well. Uh, and again, Atlanta's going to put up points. Uh, they're kick- he's kicking at home in the dome, which you love. So uh, I like Brian at forty eight hundred. And then uh, I also like Chandler Catanzaro Canton- a little bit at forty eight hundred. I'd probably roll with Brian or or Brown ahead of him. But Arizona scored the most points in the league. They're <laughs> a juggernaut in terms of putting up points. So he's been getting you points just on extra points alone. But uh, I, against a decent Rams D, you figure maybe a couple more field goal opportunities. So, so those are kind of the three guys above the basement price guys that I like this week, Josh. All right. I think that makes some pretty good sense for me here as well. Um, I'm taking a look at Josh Scobie here for Pittsburgh against Baltimore there in the Sunday night game. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, given the change at quarterback for Pittsburgh, they're able to move the ball, but not exactly light up the end zone with Michael Vick. So there might be just some some field goal scoring there, sort of similar to what happened in that 12 to 6 game against St. Louis. So I think there's some definite, op- definite opportunity there as well. In the same vein as Matt Bryant for $100 cheaper than him, Randy Bullock for Houston in that game, where I think there's just going to be. Um, some good amount of scoring and not as much. Randy Bullock actually just got dropped. No way. Yeah, Nick Novak is your new Houston Texans oh, kicker. Oh man, what, look, how about that? Look at the hot takes coming in here from the the, the James Seltzer hotline. All right. I don't know if it's a take as much as a fact, but I'll go with. I'm it. just trying to give you some, you know, some PTI love. There, yeah. you're, you're you're an ESPN guy. Okay, fine. Yeah. 
Fine. Uh, also, um, by the way, don't use Goskowski. There's just, <laughs> just breaking news there. Randy Bullock and Goskowski, bad plays this week on, on FanDuel. Here's um, the issue. I have a lineup optimizer that I that I like to look at, um, currently um, powered by uh, Fantasy Labs uh, there as well. And um, they are saying, hey, take a look at Randy Bullock. So lineup optimizer, thanks for making me look bad. I blame you. Uh, Mason Crosby for 5k at San Francisco. There might be just a bunch of extra points, but you know, if they're, if they're 14 of them, then that, that's still pretty good. So, yeah. uh, I, I, Chandler Catanzaro way of putting up points. Yeah, exactly. And I know that you're probably paying a pretty penny for, for Hauschka, you know, the, 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 um, I believe he's the most expensive kick on the board, but it just makes so much sense. You saw the, what they did, what they did. They are supposed to actually destroy the bears by more than what they did in my mind. I know it was a shutout bear, but I'm just talking about like getting into the end zone, but they ended up just drive stalling a bunch of times there towards the red zone. And you saw Hashka just, um, you know, uh, kick field goal after field goal in, uh, in those matchups, uh, and uh, I'm sorry, in last week's matchup, uh, against the Chicago, Chicago bears. So I think he makes some sense. Uh, in terms of uh, Fanduel scoring uh, at, at the top spot, it's most of the time people aren't going to pay the top price for the kicker. But if you set up a lineup that's you know got you know a few hundred dollars left over, don't be afraid to spend all the way uh, up to the top. And then in that same sort of situation here, Sebastian Janikowski against Chicago, f- similar theme that we've been talking about. Uh, you know, we think we expect a ton of points to be scored against Chicago uh, all season long, and Sebastian Janikowski is certainly probably going to be a good part of that there on Sunday uh, for the Oakland Raiders against Chicago. And that is going, my friend, is going to wrap it up for the RotoWire DFS podcast for Thursday, uh, October 1st, 2015. The one, thank you for listening to the RotoWire DFS podcast brought to you by FanDuel.com, the leader in one week fantasy sports. Don't forget, we're now available on iTunes and Stitcher for your downloading convenience, so you can be sure to give us a rating, a review, and don't forget to subscribe. And best of luck to you in all your daily fantasy contests. Don't forget to hit up James on Twitter at JamesSelter975 and send all your comments, complaints, and questions to me at JoshHayesFS. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. They're going to kill the love of my life if I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13.